Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. More progress on the diversification in sports broadcasting. The Golf Channel will utilize an all-women broadcast team to call the ShopRite LPGA Classic on October 1st through 3rd. The significance of this, it marks the first ever all-women golf broadcast team in U.S. TV history. So yes, that is great progress. And this is your Morning Buzzcast for Tuesday, August 31st. Good morning. I'm Abe Madcor. The final day of August. We, of course, have been watching Hurricane Ida and the Caesar Superdome has no major structural damage from the storm. That is very good news. The building also did not experience any leaks during the storm. Meanwhile, the Pelican Smoothie King Center received just minor exterior damage from the storm and the team said they will have no problem hosting games there this season. The biggest change so far from Hurricane Ida is that Tulane has agreed to move its game against number two ranked Oklahoma on Saturday. They will now play that game at the Sooners home stadium. It was scheduled, of course, to be played this Saturday at Tulane. Game time will remain at 11, but details on television are to be determined. It was originally going to be broadcast by ABC. Tulane said that the school has moved all of its athletic operations to Birmingham temporarily, and they will return to New Orleans when it is safe. So our thoughts certainly with the people suffering and dealing with Hurricane Ida. Meanwhile, the U.S. Tennis Championship started Monday in Queens and more than 53,000 fans attended the early session. And the Tennis Center, well, I think it was still working out some of the kinks. We mentioned yesterday on the Buzzcast on the late change to the protocols to the Billie Jean National Tennis Center. And early reports yesterday had long lines to get into the complex. Some fans were forced to wait for nearly an hour before they were able to get in. Tournament officials said they will do a better job moving forward. They did say the backlog was caused by a bag check process rather than the requirement given on short notice that fans must show proof of at least one dose of a coronavirus vaccine to enter. But they said it was more related to the bag check. I have been there to the U.S. Open. I have experienced some of these lines when you enter. But fans, all I can suggest, just bring your patience. It's going to be a great event once you get through. And it was great to see fans in the venue watching tennis at the U.S. Open. Let's shift to a big deal that was announced yesterday in the facilities industry space. Tim Laiwicki's Oakview Group is merging with Spectra and pending regulatory approval by the Department of Justice Oakview will buy out Spectra's owners, who are Comcast Spectacor and Itaros, and they will merge OVG and Spectra into a yet unnamed new company. So what does this mean? Well, it's obviously a move by Tim Laiwicki to get bigger 
and compete with the likes of larger facility management groups, most notably ASM Global. Remember, ASM Global was born out of the merging of AEG facilities and SMG. They are the number one facility management group right now, but Oakview Group certainly trying to build more scale. With this deal, Oakview Group becomes a much more formidable player in the full-service facility business, and they will now integrate and establish concessions and hospitality business from Spectra. That is something that Oakview Group did not have. So what does Oakview Group have? Well, it has six owned and operated venues now. It's got about another six to 10 venues on the way. Spectra has 200 plus clients that it handles full venue management for. And like I said, it also has that concessions and hospitality business. So this offers Tim Liewicki and Oakview Group a very consistent line of business and consistent revenue as Oakview Group continues to grow. Liwicki also implied other deals are pending for Oakview Group. So big news from Tim Liwicki, who we all know, very ambitious, and now has a deal with Spectra. Some changes at the NFL ownership committee level that are very interesting. First, Cincinnati Bengals owner Mike Brown has stepped down from the very influential and powerful committee that negotiates with the NFLPA on all rules and all regulations and all return to work protocols and all collective bargaining. That is the Management Council Executive Committee. Again, a very powerful committee. Mike Brown served on this committee for more than three decades. He will be replaced Placed by Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell. Roger Goodell said that Brown asked to leave the Management Council Executive Committee, but no other details were given as to the move. Other than Michael Bidwell replacing Mike Brown, the committee's makeup is left unchanged. Giant CEO John Mara is chair. Chief CEO Clark Hunt's on the committee. So is Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. Patriots owner Robert Kraft. Packers CEO Mark Murphy, Steelers President Art Rooney II, and Chargers Chair Dean Spanos. So if you look at that group, this is a very powerful committee of some of Roger Goodell's most influential owners and top insiders. A couple of other nuggets from the ownership committee news. Robert Kraft has replaced Art Rooney as chair of the compensation committee. That is the committee that determines the salary for Commissioner Roger Goodell. And interestingly, 49ers, executive vice president of football operations, Parag Marate, who of course was a 40 under 40 honoree, and I had an interview with him recently on SBJ iFactor, will lead the future of football committee with Chargers president of football operations, John Spanos. So I can see Parag fitting very well on that future of football committee. So some pretty interesting news from the NFL committee makeup that was all on sportsbusinessjournal.com yesterday. We've talked a little bit on the Buzzcast about Whoop. Yes, Whoop. Whoop makes fitness trackers that are incredibly popular with professional athletes. It was started by a former athlete, Will Ahmed. Well, they have reached a valuation of, get this, $3.6 billion. That is following an investment from Japan SoftBank as SoftBank's second vision fund led a $200 million investment in Whoop. That brings Whoop to a $3.6 billion valuation. It's one of the biggest success stories in all of sports business. I continue to be fascinated about the growth of Whoop. That is one company 
I wish I was an investor in. And finally, we end the buzzcast around people. Michigan State is set to name a new athletic director. As deputy athletic director, Alan Haller is likely to be promoted this week to the top spot, to the athletic director position. Haller has a long history at Michigan State. He joined the athletic department at Michigan State in 2010. He was promoted to deputy AD in 2019. He is expected to get the top job over some very strong competition. Auburn's athletic director, Alan Green, was in the mix. So was UCLA athletic director, Martin Jarman. He was reportedly in the mix. But this is a very popular choice. Haller played football at Michigan State. He will be a very popular hire among alumni who have lobbied for him to get the top spot. He has been associated with Michigan State Spartans Athletics for years. And this is a program that has strong sports, but it is still finding its way after the controversy surrounding the exit of former athletic director Mark Hollis and the term of Bill Beekman. Bill Beekman announced his resignation earlier this month. In addition, any athletic director job right now in this environment is very, very difficult, specifically coming out of the challenges of COVID and all the changes that we're talking about every day on the Buzzcast in college sports. But Alan Haller likely to be promoted this week as athletic director at Michigan State. He will also add to the diversification of the Power Five athletic directors. And finally, we mentioned yesterday, Sports Business Journal is once again partnering with CSM Sports and Entertainment to offer a year-long mentoring experience for women in early stages of their sports careers. It's the CSM Mentoring Challenge, and it pairs Game Changer honorees with rising stars in the industry. It's a fantastic program. Potential mentees can visit www. CSMMentoringChallenge.com prior to September 13th to learn more and apply. I would thoroughly encourage you to do so. It is a fantastic program. And remember to join us in Las Vegas, September 28th through 30th for the Axis Sports Facilities Franchises and Ticketing Symposium. We will have three days of great content, networking, a sales workshop, and venue tours of Allegiant Stadium T-Mobile Arena. Hope you join us. You can register on our website or in the show notes below. So that is your morning buzzcast for Tuesday, August 31st, the final day of August. So make it a great one. I'm Abe Madcore. I will speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.